thanks for listening. If you're listening back to the podcast, this is House of Shambles with Ian and David. And yes, we sir. Just, yeah. We just got done talking about Duke, North Carolina, and now we move on to another level of ours, Arkansas Razorbacks basketball. And last Whoa. night, <laughs> the Arkansas Razorbacks played the Kentucky Wildcats. Turned the game on, told my wife and daughter, nah, I'm only going to watch about 10 minutes of this. It'll be a blowout. About 10 minutes in, I'm like, okay, maybe I was wrong about this game. So I got drunk. And you know, Arkansas's gotta do what Arkansas does. They gotta they gotta bring you in just to let you down. Oh, it's Arkansas basketball. It's Arkansas sports in general, bro. True. Cannot deny that one. But the the apathy for Arkansas basketball is blatant, apparent. like I told you earlier today, whenever we were talking, it's just like, I don't even, I'm not, I get frustrated, but it's not even mad frustration, it's just like, apathetic frustration, like, I don't even, I'm to the point, I've never gotten to a point with an Arkansas program where I just flat out don't care. Yeah, you did. I did last year. I I mean, I still got mad about some of those games. I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I wasn't on the bandwagon of, all right, I hope we lose and suck. Like, I wasn't one of them. That drives me up the wall. Like, you're to the point where you're like, all right, if we lose, we lose, we win, win, whatever. You're, That's you're, where I am. Yeah, you're not to the like, all right, I hope these guys suck so we can fire them. Like, that's just not being a fan. That's just hoping for players to get that. I can't do that. I can't do that. Now, if we have a decent season and they let Mike Anderson go, I'm cool with but I'm still going to be rooting for the team regardless. And it's not, not and, and it, I've made it clear, I mean, I want Mike on, but at the same time, it's not a knock on Mike as the man, it's just Mike the coach isn't getting the job done. Mike, the, Mike, is a, Mike as a man is a great person, a fantastic role model for, for your player from a, per, per, from a personal standpoint. But whenever it comes down to your job, to the job that he's got to do, he's not getting it done. And I would have to agree with you, and any fan that does not agree with you has to look in the mirror as what you want out of a basketball program. And I've said in the past, like, hey, at least he's, and you know I have, about at least he's not... problem in year eight you 
can't have that. Like, this is the type of problem you, you can get away with whenever you're in, like, year three or four. But this is where we disagree. If the year doesn't matter, if you're going to fire... It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Because when you're going to fire a coach, if things aren't going the way they need to go in year two versus year... It doesn't matter. Like, if you see a, something that you don't like, you, you get rid of the coach. Like... But it's different. It's different because of, well, let me tell you, it's different because, especially when, like, considering the, the absolute dumpster fire that he came into after two back-to-back really bad coaching hires, I gave, I gave him time. I gave him up to year five. And he was okay. He never did nothing great. He was, he, he was never anything more than just kind of good. I mean, it's been the same. I mean, we're seeing the same things now from it that, we're, that we saw in year one. I mean, nothing's changed. He hasn't evolved. He hasn't gotten rid of his, of his assistants. Like, the only assistants that aren't there anymore are the ones that left and took other jobs. Like, he refuses to embrace a difference. Like, he will not change his coaching style. He will not change the coaches on the, on the that are underneath of him. I mean, I mean, what are you going to do, you know? You got to do something. When it's not going right and you see you're not, and you're not taking the next step, you got to do something. I agree. Should, should some of the coaches be let go? Absolutely. So I all of these, I all of these assistant coaches should have been gone a long time ago. My biggest problem with Mike is it seems like times, even back when we had, oh my God, Madden and uh, Qualls, Qualls, athletic ability bailed us out a lot. This is why Qualls is one of my favorite hogs of all time. So of course, because Madden would do dumb stuff like the Kentucky. The last time we beat Kentucky. Yeah. When Matt did something completely dumb and tried to draw a foul, James Hardline, and didn't get it mm-hmm. called, and just swung the ball up. Luckily, uh, I think on the either on the play it was Bobby. No, what Bobby? It was uh. It was Qualls. It was Qualls. Jumped up. No, the game I was thinking of was against Kentucky. But yeah, he shoots what like a step back three or something and air balls, yeah. and luckily. No, it came. He bricked it. Yeah, it hit the rim. And Qualls came up, and Qualls came flying in off of a, off of a missed box out and dunked it for the win. Yeah, there were two separate games that Madden got saved in the final seconds because of the athletic ability of Bobby Portis and. Uh, yeah, you're talking about Qualls. I think the layup, the layup that Portis made. Bailed out by Dusty Man, Dusty Jalen, and, and Daryl last time. Yeah, and then you have uh, the Portis and Qualls, which just happen to be Arkansas kids, uh, and now 
Gaffords in Arkansas. Qualls wasn't. No, no, no. Qualls wasn't. Qualls was in Louisiana. Okay. That's Dusty. But Dusty Bobby was. Bobby was. Bobby's a Little Rock kid. Bobby was, and Dusty was. But I will. Dusty was. I will give. Dusty was from Little Rock too. I think. I will give Mike a pass on the kid that plays it. Mississippi State. He was coming to Arkansas. He just didn't want to come if Gafford was staying. The bag man got him. The Mississippi State. The Mississippi State bag man got him. I disagree. I think if I really honestly believe if Gafford goes to the NBA, he comes to Arkansas. He, if you look at the timeline, he didn't choose Mississippi State until I mean, I could maybe see it, but it, it, it was shady, man. It, it, it just, man, it, you've it been just like this ever since Duke uh, started getting the, the, uh, the one and done. You've been, you always claim that it's about the money. Sometimes it's not. And Miss Duke's Day, you ain't paying nobody to come play basketball there. Football, all right, I'll, I'll see. I'll uh, see it. Basketball at Mississippi State? When, when was the last time Mississippi State was? Exactly. Why are they paying to be good if they're not good? Kentucky, okay, I see it. They're good all the time. But Kansas, yeah. Duke, maybe. North Carolina, maybe. Like those are the big time uh, schools. That's why. That's why you're seeing like to take like look at Ole Miss in football at the, the jump that they made. If I'm in college, I'm not taking money to lose. I'm taking money if I'm gonna get noticed. Well, if you get enough, if you pay enough money to enough players, you're eventually gonna be good. Look at Ole Miss. I'm just saying. I'm not saying that he did, but I'm saying it was shady. I see you shady, but I, I disagree. I strongly disagree with you there. But <laughs> let me just say, I don't think that. I think that we have players on this team that could be very good players, but they just are so poorly coached. Like, like Gabe Osaboyan, for example, like, there's absolutely no point in him ever, ever shooting the ball. Ever. Like, whoa, 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 I can't hear you. I can, I can barely hear you. Oh, no, I was listening to make sure that the screen was still good. Okay, how you sounded far away for a second. I was like, whoa, whoa. I don't know. It was just the audio sounded far away. But, I mean, last night, Gafford, Seals, and uh, Isaiah Joe. Isaiah Joe Ball. They had, what, 50, yeah. I want to say 51 of the 66 points or something crazy like that. And people keep saying that Gafford needs to come back. Why on earth would you even think about it? Like, his stock has declined big time. Why would he come back and do lose even more stock? That would be insane. Just my take. I agree. Uh, I think at times people mistake Gafford's ability because he doesn't have, he's not a legit post game. He has a, a good post game. He has a good one. He just, this Mike just doesn't know how to use traditional big men. He just doesn't know how to do it. I don't know if it's all Mike. It's just when you've got shooters that are 
how many, when was the last time you saw a Mike Anderson team with a traditional big man that succeeded? We haven't had a traditional big man. Bobby's not one. Exactly. Bobby's he can't son. coach him, he can't recruit him. He, he, can't, he, doesn't, he can't recruit him, he just doesn't recruit him. It's not the style. Gaffer was a stretch playing in the system when you get up and down. Now, if you want to tell me the system's a problem, I'm going to follow you there. But if you're trying to tell me you can't recruit Big Ben, I'm going to tell you that's not what he recruits. It's not the style, bro. It's not the NBA where you just, depending on your player, you change your system. Like, you recruit to a system and call it basketball. I mean, I'm just to the point with the guy. I, I, I just can't. They can go like, in a national championship. You probably still want Mike Anderson fired. Cricket. Because <laughs> it's true. But I will say this. I was full out on the not fire Mike Anderson. I'm still not fully on it. It's like, let me see the season play out. To me, we have a good, a solid group of guys with like Isaiah Joe. He's a he's for real. Uh, and I'm talking about for like next year. I'm not talking about this year, really. It's I'm talking like after Gaffer leaves. Um, like Isaiah Joe, Desi Seals, Keyshawn Embry, they're all pretty good. But the rest of them, after that, it's just like I don't know, man. Keyshawn Embry. I will, Embry Simpson, whatever. 
crazy thing about this whole situation is everything will be completely different today. Yeah. One thing happens. If Arkansas would have, they did later after Mike told them, but like in game, sometimes these players just gotta realize this dude Hero can shoot. And why you're helping on a drive off Tyler Hero, I'd rather them make a layup 100 times out of 100 than let Tyler Hero stand out there and shoot threes wide open. Yeah. They did it two or three times in the half court, countless times in the open floor on fast break where he was just left wide open running to the three point line. It's like, man, you got to start treating this kid like Clay Thompson. Steph Curry, like. That's coaching. That's just coaching, man. Like, eventually you have to get on your players and be like, look, you've got to, got to play better defense on this. And then you see the thing, things you see on offense with our guys, or what Gabe Boy and, and Jalen Harris. And Jalen Harris, like, whenever they, they should never, ever, 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 ever be taking outside shots. Ever. And then, you know, you see most coaches, whenever players do stupid stuff like that, that don't need to be taking those shots, they pull them, they, they pull them out the game talk to him, sit him on the bench, and then they come back again. You never see that with Mike Anderson. Never. You never, ever, ever see him do that. Speaking facts when it comes to that. But it's true. Not over. But we're, I still want to stay on this game. Like, Arkansas should have won this game. Like, yes, we were up 15 points in that game. There's absolutely no excuse for well, I don't care how good Kentucky is, and I don't care you're on the road. You have a 15-point lead, you should win the game. I agree. And you can't go on a 20, what, 24 to 6 run in like uh, a 10-minute span. But that being said, they responded well from that and basically played heads up with Kentucky the final eight minutes of the game. That it shouldn't have been that close. I agree. And it comes down to guard Tyler Hero. Because yeah. he had 2,970 points. Yeah. But the dude didn't miss but one shot. Well, when you can shoot, you can shoot, man. I mean, if you're not going to get defended, you got to keep shooting. It, it's just, it's frustrating, but at the same time, those final two minutes, the referees blew a bunch of crap. I'm not one to blame the game on the referees, but it played a factor. I mean, I will to an extent, but it's just like, the fact that I see it so much from Arkansas fans where, where it's like, all oh, the rest this, all the rest that, all the rest. It's like, come on, man. Eventually, you've got to put blame on the people that deserve blame. Like, put the blame on the players that blew the lead. Like, put the blame on the coaches that, that didn't coach these guys and, and stop the bleeding. Like, gotta stop blaming everybody else for the team for this team's problems like going after the fan base like going after the freaking referees like it's gotta stop like people have to stop making excuses for these guys and living in fairy tale land like it's almost like what a lot of the fan base is it's like they're in fairy tale land and they're afraid to criticize everybody that way but at the same time there's some crazy fans out 
because somebody speaks out does not make them a bad fan. Let me put that out there. This whole this whole rhetoric of if you call out a player or if you call out coaches, you're not a true fan. That's the biggest bunch of bullcrap that I've ever heard. I agree and disagree with that statement. The fact that people get on Twitter and like at players and then at recruits and then at recruiter at players' moms and that like that's excessive. Yeah, now that's crossing the line. Like crossing when you involve the families, that's crossing the line. Like that, that that's that's too far. But Here's my thing. Here's my thing. It's fair game to Adam and criticize them about how they play, but not to like threaten them and stuff like that. That's too far. Another thing that's just demonized us all year long is the fact, like I've been saying, one is the fact that we have players that take shots that they have no, no reason to be taking. Like guys like Jalen Harris shooting from outside, Dave Osaboy and shooting, like 
those guys don't need to be taking shots. Jalen Harris just needs to, well, not needs to, he's kind of too late for that now, but needed to figure out this year that he isn't an offensive threat. He's not a shooter. He's a passer. He should have figured out a long time ago that he shouldn't be trying to shoot. He should be facilitating them, being a facilitator and getting the ball to guys like Gafford and Isaiah Joe. Embry, okay, Keyshawn Embry can actually shoot a little bit. So he can he gets a pass. Isn't Isaiah Joe gets a pass. Isn't that the one that was balling in the LSU game and then got hurt? I'd have to go look again, but thank you. Right? He's the one, the guy with the hyphenated name. We got like one. <laughs> yeah, 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 that did. Yeah, he was making three, several threes in a row in the LSU game, and then was on defense and got they jumped up together and got shot. Oh, and here's another one I forgot about, Mason Jones. Now he's another one that should be a, a absolutely 100% given a green light. And I mean, he does, but at the same time. Being older than some of the other guys, he feels like he needs to facilitate a lot, especially when Jay, uh, Harris isn't in the game. He takes the almost like a place point guard because he ends up with the ball in his hand a lot. Because we really don't, we really basically run a three guard line where you only have really one true point guard, and if he's not in the game, you don't have a point guard. Because here's my thing I feel like if we're start lineup out with like Harris and Isaiah Joe and uh, Mason Jones. Mason Jones is basically playing small forward. Technically speaking. It's basically yeah, yeah. Harris, at point, Harris at point guard, Joe at two guard, uh, Mason Jones playing three, Whoever playing it, Gafford playing center basically, and then you got whoever they put in there for whatever game playing power forward. I, I, think, it, I think it's more uh, you say it's a small forward in this lineup, in this style, it's more of a you run a one, two, two, four, five basically. You don't really have a three, four. He, Mason Jones is a better shooting version of what Michael Falls. Walls was basically a two guard that played the three. Yeah. Would you Would you agree? Yeah, he was just so athletic he could. And then with Madden, yeah. Madden's length yeah. didn't it help a lot. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. But here's the, the, the thing with this team for me that I saw a long time ago was Jalen Harris should have just been a facilitator, played the Ricky Rubio type role, and not even Ricky Rubio should have played the Lonzo type role, where he's just passing the ball and not making making mistakes that cost us the game. Not taking, not taking shots. Like he should be a driving kick layup type player. Yes, absolutely. And when he does that at times, like he did later in the game, it got people like Mason Jones open shots. Yes, like just driving dish. Mason Jones, Isaiah Joe, and get the ball inside the Gafford. Like, it's not that hard. But I, I will say this. Isaiah Joe, I don't know what happened. I don't remember, but Isaiah 
Joe you ended know, up with the ball late. What was it, 0.2 seconds left. They're down, I want to say four or five. I think five. And he just stands there half court waiting for a screen. It's like, you need to go. Yeah. And I look freshman, like, freshman mistake. I, yeah, I look like, up and Mike Anderson's jumping up and down. The whole bench is jumping up and down, like yelling at him to run. Waiting for Mason Jones to set a screen. Luckily, he ends up, I think, missing a layup or something, and then getting it back out to Jones. Bailed him out. I've said it on Twitter. I bailed him out basically by knocking down a three. Because if he misses that three, the game's over right there. Because Arkansas lose by five, and there's no question about the referees later. So, yeah. I like me. Like I like like Isaiah Joe and Mason Jones. Like they're they're that, nice little players. That lineup that finished the game. I told you. I really like that lineup. Going small yeah, against Kentucky. Who, who was it? Who it was, was it? Like, I didn't even watch uh, it. Harris, Mason Jones, Isaiah Joe, Seals all on the floor. It spread the floor, let Gafford play in the middle. It so basically four guards? Basically played four guards. It stretched, stretched Kentucky out. They couldn't double Gafford, so anytime Gafford got the ball, it was one on one and he could score. Another thing, to, another thing to think about next year, we got Justice Hill playing point guard. True, I'm excited to see that. So that's kind of why I'm like, you know what? If they can get Snoop in the tournament, somehow, some way. That's not happening. <laughs> I, I agree, but I'm just saying, if they do, I, uh, I would just love to see Justice. But then you better have a big coming in because Gafford's leaving. Yeah. So, but we've beaten the beating the drum with these Razorbacks basketball from last night against Kentucky. Uh, we will be back and talk Arkansas football, Arkansas baseball, and then finish up with the Mavs.